Here's a message from Ken Lavica. This has got to be the busiest sports week I have ever experienced in my life. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, I need to take a breather. I don't know if we've actually experienced outside of NFL and college football season, Stone. Outside of NFL and college football season. And this show is, is when the hell did we start? We're like two and a half years old at this point. I don't know if we've had a busier week outside of NFL college football season than what we've experienced this week. This has been certifiably insane every day, trying to fit four hours worth of content, things to talk about into two hours. One day this week, we started a half an hour late because of technical problems, trying to fit it into a 90-minute package. This is amazing. You've got the draft, and I fully expected to come in here, to come in here today and talk about who was picked number one Overall, last night by the Carolina Panthers and have a full discussion, a full conversation about what we experienced number one overall via ESPN. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Normally, that in and of itself, that in and of itself would have been able to make a show. We can spend 40 minutes talking about the first five picks of the draft, the quarterbacks, all that stuff, and we'll get to that. But the biggest news of the day yesterday, a day after Jimmy Butler in the Heat 8th seed took out the best team in the NBA, the Bucks, was the fact that our boy, Boynton Beach alum Lamar Jackson, got paid, got his bag And Lamar Jackson now has a long-term deal. I feel good for him, but I could feel better. I could feel better. And I'll explain. I'm glad he has his money. I'm glad that he has his bag. I'm glad he's been rewarded. But I feel a little bit incomplete about the whole thing. Ken LeVick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And at John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the intermittently sunny and cloudy intercoastal. Yes, it's humid. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock, Radio Life Partner. And so I, I, I look at... Lamar Jackson and what was the word it was a B word that I used when Jalen Hurts signed with the Philadelphia Eagles got his money got his guaranteed cash what was the word that I used when discussing what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts and how it would apply to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens okay I'm thinking I'm Mm -hmm. thinking I need a hint it's it's arable it is two syllables uh, construction work, 
Uh, it applies to that. It is laying out the groundwork. It is a color followed by something you do on the computer. I'm just trying to play uh, categories here with you. Yeah, blueprint, I like it. Blueprint. Does it sound familiar? Blueprint. Uh, uh, yeah, I think blueprint. you could give me better hints, but yeah, blueprint. I know, you said blueprint. Terrible. I know. Blueprint. Thank you. Good. The Eagles were going to lay the blueprint for the Ravens and for Lamar Jackson. And sure enough, not even two full weeks later, what happens? That's right. The Ravens come to terms with a deal. Five years, 185 guaranteed with Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts got $180 million guaranteed. Lamar Jackson gets $185 million guaranteed. So ultimately, the way we framed it was, hey, what Lamar's going to have to do is at some point, he's just going to have to realize Deshaun Watson's not coming my way. Deshaun Watson money's not coming my way. And so just going to have to come off of that and get the best you can get. And that's exactly what happened. And what did the Ravens do? They saw what the Eagles do. They said, thanks, Jeffrey Lurie, and decided to come with Lamar, or come to Lamar with, hey, here's what Jalen Hurts got, and now you're going to make more than him, and now you're going to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. Seems pretty cut and dry, pretty simple, right? Yeah, and we thought that Baltimore, there was no way they were going to win their fans back over. We thought this became so sloppy and so messy that the Ravens were kind of screwed to an extent, but it seems like they've ex- executed like damage control. It seems like they've they've done their part for the most part. And what most exciting to me is the tweets that we're seeing from Lamar now. Guys like OBJ, book them. And Lamar said yesterday, mm-hmm. we got a lot more good things coming. There are people that they're going to grab that I think are going to make splashes as well. Before the news actually broke yesterday, Lamar Jackson he broke his own news from his uh, his car. From his car. Uh, Lamar Jackson, this is Lamar Jackson making the announcement, hey, Ravens fans, big trust. I'm coming back five more years, baby. You know, for the last few months, there's been a lot of he say, she say, a lot of nail biting, a lot of head scratching going on. But for the next five years, it's a lot of flock going on. (laughs) Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go, man. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to light up M&T for the next five years, man. Let's get it. So the drama's over. Lamar Jackson, five years, $185 million guaranteed, highest paid player in the history of the NFL until Joe Burrow signs his new contract. But for now, highest paid player in the history of the NFL and all of this stone without an agent with mama involved. And that's it. Yeah, and the, I saw Danny Cannell tweet, by the way. Danny Cannell, former Florida State uh, quarterback and uh, uh, Boca Raton resident, saying, hey, this dude saved $7 million yep. not having bring it an up. agent. Just going to bring it up. $7 million. Over $7 million. <laughs> yeah, over $7 million for rocking out with his mama. It's cool. It's cool to see. We we called him a trailblazer months ago. We didn't think it was actually going to come into fruition, but mm-hmm. it has, and it's cool to see. I feel I feel good for him. We've known him for quite some time. We've covered him since his high school days here at ESPN West Palm. And to see that man after he, like Will Levis, on his draft night just sat and sat and sat and sat in the green room. And then the Ravens decided to make the call late in the first round and go get Lamar Jackson. 
and spare us those desperate scenes that we saw last night with Will Levis, who didn't get his first round call, to see where he's come from, what's been said about him, some of the assumptions made about him, some of the unfair judgments that have been cast his way for him to not only prove those people wrong, but to win an MVP, to finally win a playoff game, to get castigated more than maybe any other quarterback in NFL history because his game's just a bit different, because it's just a bit unique to try and poo-poo what he brings to the table as if he's not an elite top-level, top-five, hasn't been for the last three years, four years, five years, top-five quarterback in the NFL. To see him get his money, I feel real, real good about it, and I'm damn proud of that, dude. And anybody in Palm Beach County, anybody in Broward County, that Pompano area who's known Lamar, knows people who know Lamar, has run in similar circles to Lamar, or people that know Lamar and have run in those circles or just likes football or just likes local guys getting theirs, then this is a good, good day for you. This is where, however, I start to feel uncomfortable with having a full-fledged ticker tape parade for the Baltimore Ravens and trying to cast the Ravens as a team that, oh, they, they, they finally did it. They came to their senses. They paid their man. They rewarded their guy. Well done, Ravens. Good job doing business. This is where I'm going to stop short. I'm going to put a halt to that conversation because I saw this tweet last night from Matt Verderame of Sports Illustrated. He's a staff writer for Sports Illustrated, again, Matt Vatarame, and he tweeted the following. Ultimately, both Lamar Jackson and the Ravens won. Jackson is the highest-paid quarterback in the league and will be until Burrow Herbert signed. The Ravens held firm and didn't get sucked into giving a fully guaranteed deal, stayed on a normal structure. I want to focus on that last paragraph of the tweet from Matt Vatarame of Sports Illustrated. The Ravens held firm and didn't get sucked into giving a fully guaranteed deal, stayed on a normal structure. I don't want to give the Ravens any credit. If anything, it's not the Ravens, the Ravens getting sucked into paying a guaranteed contract. Lamar Jackson deserved every cent and then some of what Deshaun Watson got, okay? So this isn't, oh, the Ravens caving to Lamar Jackson and he would have sucked guaranteed money out of them. Uh, 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 nope, 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 no. Let's not do that. We're not playing that game. We're not using those semantics. We're not going with those terms. Uh, uh, because that is disrespectful to Lamar Jackson. It's not Lamar Jackson's fault. The Browns are disgusting and rewarded Deshaun Watson for disgusting, illegal, allegedly, behavior, okay? Let's make something perfectly clear. Let's read that paragraph one more time. Matt Verderame, Sports Illustrated. The Ravens held firm and didn't get sucked into giving a fully guaranteed deal, stayed on a normal structure. The Browns would have sucked the Ravens into a fully guaranteed deal. For Lamar Jackson. Not Lamar Jackson sucking the Browns into a fully guaranteed deal. I don't like that verbiage. I don't like the tone. And I think it's extremely disrespectful to Lamar Jackson that he was in any way, shape, or form. This man, Matt Verderame, framing it as if Lamar Jackson's request for Deshaun Watson money and then some 
was unreasonable in any way, shape, or form. Deshaun Watson got that deal, and you can tell me, oh, Ken, it's an outlier. It was an outlier. The Browns, they just suck at what they do. That may be accurate, but Lamar Jackson, based on what Deshaun Watson did to the market, deserved deserved much more than what Deshaun Watson got based on what he is, what he has been, and what he is going to be. So don't tell me that, oh, the Ravens did good business not getting sucked into guaranteed money for Lamar Jackson. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The Browns would have been the ones who set the precedent to have the Ravens sucked out of guaranteed money for Lamar Jackson. Stop it. That was wildly disrespectful of Lamar Jackson. What you're essentially doing in writing that article and wording it the way that he did is you're showing your cards. You're showing us where you stood in the situation and how you saw and how you thought about it. You're you're exposing yourself on how you see Lamar Jackson, how you see the business side of things. So you're not, he sort of subconsciously put out that, hey, uh, good for the Ravens uh, because, you know. He like, didn't really honest, deserve it. Right. He, 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 he got his money, but, hey, you've kept these players in check financially. You finally reset the market. Let's be clear what the Ravens did. The Ravens didn't do anything courageous. The Ravens didn't do anything to be proud of here. The Ravens didn't make things right with Lamar Jackson. What happened is the Eagles gave the Ravens an out for a guy that's had one good season, and yes, he went to a Super Bowl, and he's a hell of a player, and I think he has many, 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 many good years to come in Jalen Hurts. But what the Eagles did is they gave the Ravens a lifeline. We said blueprint. Yeah, it might have been a blueprint, but it's probably more accurate to describe it as a life raft. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they were floating aimlessly in rough seas, storms abound. And what happened? The Ravens came in in their Coast Guard helicopter and said, Hey, Jalen Hurts, here's $180 million guaranteed. And what did the Ravens do? They took that life raft from Jeffrey Lurie and they said, Thank you. Thank you. We can build off of this. And then they tossed that lifeline to Lamar Jackson and said, Hey, man. Look what the Eagles did. Now we can say, and you can say, you're the highest paid player in NFL history. Come on, get on the ship. Let's go home. Let's head back to the coast. Let's go back to port where we can put a blanket over your shoulders, give you some hot cocoa, and bring you away from these rough seas. That's what happened. Not, wow, Ravens, what savvy business ship that they put forth. To, to not get sucked out of guaranteed money. Because Lamar Jackson, based on what the Browns gave to Sean Watson, it wasn't Lamar being unreasonable. He deserved every single cent and then some of what the Browns gave to Sean Watson. Believe that. The NFL is king. And for anybody who still fights it, I mean, the offseason never disappoints. I had mentioned, what, five minutes ago, that eh, Baltimore and that front office, they won their fan base over. But now you're making me stutter a little bit because you're right. The Eagles gave them an out. So now you have to pick a side. What side of the fan base? The fan base is probably happy, Stone. Like, you're not wrong. Like, this is, to the vast majority of fans, to Ravens fans, they're going to say, oh, we keep Lamar Jackson for five years, and he's happy because he's the highest paid player in the league, and he has that title. Great job all around. Exactly. But if you look further at it, this was not the Ravens doing anything, anything taxing. Anything sacrificial to Lamar Jackson. This was simply them waiting and waiting and waiting 
and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until a quarterback finally got paid that would end the Deshaun Watson Cleveland Browns uh, precedent that was set. And then they could come back and say, hey, Lamar, this is actually the more normal business approach. So here's $5 million extra more guaranteed. You're welcome. Sign right here. So yes or no? Lamar Jackson gets this deal if Jalen Hurts does not get his deal. No. 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 You, 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 still, you firmly stand on If Jalen on Hurts no. doesn't get paid, if Jalen Hurts two weeks ago doesn't sign, re-up with the Eagles, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are still in a contract dispute. Still in a contract dispute. Lamar Jackson... Not recording any videos about five more years. Can't wait to get back to MNT, uh, MNT uh, uh, or flocking or whatever he said. Uh, he's not doing any of that. Lamar Jackson is still very much potentially available on the trade block. We're still discussing him requesting a trade. Yeah, he ain't signing anything. He's not the highest paid quarterback. He's not the highest paid player in the history of the league, if not for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles two weeks ago. Not a chance. Right, and we talked about what fans are happy and what fans actually know. I mean, I don't know what that math is, right? There's probably 25 30% of fans out there who are a little, a little salty. Like, yeah, you wouldn't have got this deal without Jalen. Like, yeah, you guys didn't do anything special. But it's a small percentage. Sure. And maybe it's just because I'm cynical. But I've also known the guy for a long time, and the guy was not making a single unreasonable request at all from the time Deshaun Watson signed that contract to even, I don't know, 36 hours ago. He was not requesting anything unreasonable, 260 mil guaranteed to match, if not surpass, what Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns. It ain't his fault. The Browns signed Deshaun Watson to that deal. Ain't his fault. was never his fault and will continue to not be his fault. So for me, I wanted him to get his bag. Glad he's getting his bag. But how dare anybody frame it as if, the Ravens did the right thing. Uh, the Ravens didn't do the right thing. They did the convenient thing once Jalen Hurts signed with the Eagles. Cynical or not, I honestly don't want to call you cynical in this situation. I appreciate the logic and even bringing it into the light because I'm sure a lot of people are, oh, woo, he got his bag. Mm-hmm. But this is prevalent around and in everybody's life. Any bit of the workplace, right? You go interview with another job. They offer you this amount of money. You take that, right. you bring it to your job and right. say, hey, they're offering me this. Mm-hmm. It, we see it every day. So for us to be celebrating that he got his bag and not really thinking about it, he wouldn't have gotten this deal if it weren't for Jalen Hurts, that does take some oomph out of it. And it brings you back to reality a little bit. Again, it's good he got his money. And it's good the Ravens made him the highest paid player in the league. I'm not denying that. I'm not trying to fight that. I'm not arguing that. Good job all around. Lamar, happy for you. Ravens, you finally offered him an acceptable deal. Good. Awesome. That said, let's not throw a party for the Ravens. They didn't do anything heroic. They didn't do the right thing. They did the common sense thing, but the common sense thing was much more comfortable for them once the Eagles re-signed Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so, let's, not, let's not try and make the Ravens out to be some new standard for modern-day business dealings and professional sports. I actually love this because what the Ravens did, right, they grabbed an ice cream cone, 
They scooped a scoop of ice cream, and they handed it to all Ravens fans. And now, mm-hmm. draft night comes, you draft Zay Flowers, that's the sprinkles right, on right, type. Exactly. Ravens fans have no clue. You're like, thank you, Ravens Daddy. Yeah, thank you. And you eat your ice cream with sprinkles Ravens on it. Ravens Daddy, you're so good to me. Can we go to the park tomorrow? Like, and, that's exactly what happened. And we're going to get another signing to the Ravens that's further going to mask what's going on, whether it's D-Hop, whether it's somebody who makes a splash, because OBJ and Lamar are making a big deal about who they're about to acquire. Again, that's just further going to mask. How they got this deal done. So I Nonetheless, think, he got his deal done. He got done. his deal. I, and again, I'm not poo-pooing that. No. And it's generational wealth, something he's always been seeking. He deserves it. His family deserves it. His mom deserves it. He deserves a lot of praise. The Ravens came through, gave him a deal that he was willing to accept, and hey, that's good. But let's not make the Ravens out to be some sort of above-the-fold business franchise, okay? Let's not do that because they purposely... Just sort of sat back, sat back, sat back, sat back. We're never going to give Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson money. And again, Lamar, certainly, certainly not out of order requesting that. They just waited, waited, waited until someone else reset the market. And then they could say, oh, here, Lamar, here you go. And, and to your analogy, here, Ravens fans, here's the ice cream cone. Like, that's what they waited for. That ain't special. That ain't special. That's just sort of half-assed. And I think if you look really deep into it, Zay Flowers is a Dade County kid, right? He has deep mm-hmm. ties with Lamar Jackson. So just further trying to make Lamar Jackson the, happy. Hey, hey, you know what? Here you go. And now here's the here's Zay Flowers. You're welcome. Yeah, here's your buddy. Yeah, here's we drafted your, your buddy. They right, make you a little right, happy. Right. Well, they, and they, they did do that, in all fairness. Getting Hollywood Brown. How did that work out? <laughs> I mean, it did work. For a little bit. It worked. For a little bit. And that, then it turned that, out Hollywood Brown's... Mm, sort of Dollywood. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, though. I, if you look back on Hollywood Brown and his Ravens, tiny little stint, it was successful. Mm-hmm. To an extent, yes. It was a good fantasy addition to your roster. But let's just say the Ravens are hoping Zay Flowers is a little bit more impactful <laughs> sure, than Hollywood sure. Brown. Okay? Uh, but I think that Lamar Jackson, we have a top-five quarterback in the NFL who has gotten paid. Five-year deal. Highest-paid player in league history. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am all in. I am completely occupied, preoccupied, obsessed with Jimmy Butler, with the Heat, with Heat Knicks starting Sunday, game one, NFL draft last night. Had a little bit of juice to it, but I just think that one of the best quarterbacks in the sport, the most popular league in North America, the NFL, Lamar Jackson getting his bag is the biggest sports story of the week. To you, on a week full of just nonstop sports, just blasting you straight in the face, over and over and over again. What is the biggest sports story this week? What is the biggest sports story this week? To you, what is the biggest sports story this week? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is your biggest sports story this week? Stone, where are you going with this? Where's your head at? What has you, uh, what's on top of your big sports story of the week pedestal? Let's get busy. It's the Heat next. I mean, it's this series. It's got a lot to it, especially where our asses are in our seats in South Florida. I mean, it is legitimately South Florida versus the transplants down here. It's going to get messy. South Florida versus the transplants. Natives versus the transplants. Who's going to survive? <laughs> Literally, who's Ooh. going to survive? So, 
Hey, by the way, can we can we can we just relive it real quick? Can can we relive? Oh, yeah. Can we relive Grayson Allen trying to euro step down the lane with the zeros on the clock? Can we relive Jimmy Butler fronting Giannis Antetokounmpo, who then dove himself out of the final play in overtime, wanted nothing to do with getting back into the play because he didn't want to go to the free throw line? Can we relive Chris Middleton? Giving up a mid-range jumper and deferring to Grayson Allen as the Heat beat the Bucks in five, eight versus one. NBA TV, talk to me. Bubble steps in front. Middleton. Allen has it. Down the lane. He ran out of time. The Bucks don't go up and shot. Ah. It never gets old. It never gets old. So Stone saying Heat, Knicks. Sunday, second round, that's the biggest sports story of the week, period, in a week full of them. I mean, I can't remember a non-NFL college football week that has been as absolutely jam-packed as this one. Oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets in case you forgot. In case you forgot, Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer, is now a New York freaking Jet. But I still think Lamar Jackson getting his bag is the biggest sports story of the week. To you, what's the biggest sports story of the week? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN1063. We have a lot to do. We have Steve Politiner. Ask Steve's in a couple of minutes. But I also want to make sure, and I'm telling you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. The biggest sports story of the week to you is what? I say Lamar Jackson getting his back, but let's not go crazy praising the Ravens. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open at KLV1063. He's Stone Lebanowitz. Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken LeBick. I'm live on a Friday on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Biggest sports story of the week. And again, outside of the NFL college football season, I, I honestly cannot, I cannot remember when there's been a week so chock full of just sports. Just like hitting you in the groin over and over and over again. Making hey, it easy for us. It's like sports is here. Bam! Sports is here. Bam! Every single day. I mean, what helps that? Jimmy. Love you, Jimmy. Jimmy. Always a Jimmy Butler appreciation show. Jeremy tweets in at KLV1063. The hockey fan in me. Panthers forcing a game six tonight against the Mighty Bruins. But overall, the Heat beating the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers and Lamar, their new A location, B contract. 
that supersedes Panthers and Bruins to him game six. I will say, um, I might be paying a little attention to the Panthers tonight. Just because. We don't give enough love to the boys with the twigs and the puck. This is a big <laughs> Is series. that what they say? Is that hockey lingo? The yeah, twigs and the puck? I've never little, heard of that before. A little hockey lingo. Teach you something. You are such a sports bro. Ask I, me if I got the Bruins on the money line tonight. You got the Bruins on the money line tonight? You damn right I do. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Dolphins fans, I hope you uh, you followed my advice yesterday because uh, I gave you I gave you what the plan needed to be for you uh, last night. First round, NFL draft, Dolphins fans. I hope you, like me, just closed yourself off in your hyperbaric sleep chamber and you took the night off because there was nothing that you needed to be paying any single solitary bit of attention to, okay? Yeah, the Pats, the Bills, the Jets, they did nothing to scare Dolphins fans last night. I'm not scared about that. Mm -mm. I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared about their draft. Absolutely not. Wild, busy, insane sports week. Let's talk a little bit about it with our good friend. He is a mental authority. He is the smartest man we know. He's a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He is Steve Politzino. Ask Steve's time go. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. You know, my approach last night, because I'd only gotten three hours of sleep because Heat Bucks went to overtime, and then I spent two hours after that just bleep-talking people on uh, on Twitter. So I got about two and a half, three hours of sleep going into yesterday. Uh, my plan last night was I watched a little bit of Hawks Celtics. I was getting the draft notifications on my phone. And you know what? I turned in early and got caught up on the rest of the draft this morning. Like, pretty mature of me, no? Yeah, almost veteran-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, a, for a guy up there in age, yeah, veteran-like. I mean, I'm damn near 40, and I am <laughs> sleepy all the time. Steve Politziner with us here on Ken Levicka Live, brought to you by Duffy Sports Grill. Uh, Steve, how did you consume the NFL draft last night? Did you hang in there all 31 picks, not 32? Thanks, Stephen Ross. Appreciate that. No, sparingly. Um, have you ever – I'm not – I think watching the draft for three hours or four hours is like a colossal waste of time. I've never been a big draft guy. Um, I'll, I'll read recaps. I'll pop it on. I'll put my teams and the teams I care about on. And uh, then uh, in four years, we'll see who uh, worked out <laughs> well. And uh, I'll have had my night back. This, um, I'm telling you, Steve, uh, the I way you... always watch NBA playoffs over yeah. the NFL draft. Uh, the way you frame that, and this is why I equate the NFL draft to National Signing Day. And we do a great job here at ESPN 106.3 of covering National Signing Day, high school players signing with their future colleges, the new faces of college football. But for me, I, I, I don't live in speculation world. I just want to see once these athletes realize their potential and contribute and do those things. I'll focus when that happens. I'm not into the speculation game. My mind doesn't work like that. I'm not smart enough to prognosticate those things. And to me, the draft, even with the bells and whistles and flashiness and Roger Goodell and the fun hugs with future NFL players, I just I cannot get myself super up for it unless there's juicy, juicy storylines, which this one did not have. Yeah, my biggest storyline is what is up with those hugs? Like, did they spend more time with Roger Goodell than previous Round one picks, they, they, those were hugs like when you really know someone, like they've been a part of your journey 
And I just imagine Roger Goodell met them all yesterday, so maybe I, the day before. Well, this so is so a watch- I, very odd, very no. odd, like <laughs> odd with the, like the level of of uh, the depth of inti- yeah. intimacy of the hugging. It's it is bizarre. And what has happened here is that I think that the NFL has sent an edict from above saying, "Hey, first round picks, it will be really cool for the TV. Be good viral moment for you if you you dap up our boy Raj." Pretty hard because it makes Raj feel good, and then you get the uh, the subsequent viral bump. Like Stone, I think this is an NFL business decision. Like, hey, make Raj feel good, and it's going to be good for you. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think there's a reason to hate on it. I did see videos go viral of all of the NFL guys who assumed they were getting drafted at a Play 60 event with a bunch of kids, and a few of them were working on handshakes and hugs with Rogers. So, yeah, Steve, to your point, I thought the same thing, and I did see the same thing that they spent a little more time with Raj. I didn't mind it, though. I did not mind it. I just think that the, the, this is the same guy, though, that if they slip up once they start their <laughs> NFL career, he's going to be the one trying to keep money from them, trying to get money from them, or trying to have them miss games. So, Steve, like it's great that they're old buddy-buddy with Raj, but uh, to me, I, I would be walking into the NFL very cautious. Okay? I don't trust that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, your first round pick, you're making twenty, thirty, whatever million dollars of your, your guarantees, or um, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. You'd rather be any of those guys than uh, you know than, than a Kentucky quarterback today. Oh, so, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I also think though they gotta they gotta expedite. Um, you know, the NBA draft is bang bang. Yeah, I think round one and two should be the sit should be the first night. Or get round two going noon today. I know it's prime time. I certainly understand from a TV ratings, you know, standpoint. But I and I don't mind that they stretch it over a couple of days. It just is like a lot of time to sit and mull and debate first round pick. This is just the first round. Uh, so to me, it's too much time. You know the way it's the way it's all spread out. I just also- Speaking of time, Ken. I've been listening to you for two days. You were obsessed with talking about your sleep and how much you sleep and when did Evan Cohen go to sleep? I mean, like, I'm who, worried. Who's, do you think anyone feels sorry for you, the job you have? No, no, no. Like, I'm, not, I'm not telling Ken people. Only slept three hours. No, nice. it's not. Like, it's not. It's not. For, it I mean, it's not for sympathy. And uh, I do want people to, to know how hard I grind. OK, so they need to know that. But also uh, when this show is absolutely terrible and i'm lacking people need to know that i was on like two three hours of sleep and i wasted a lot of time after the heat win uh going at wisconsin media and bucks fans on twitter probably way too much time by the way just to add insult to injury if you are a bucks fan um the nba came out with this two minute report yesterday and oh jimmy bowler pushed off on pat Connaughton. the game time bucket shouldn't have counted there shouldn't have been an overtime bucks should have won there should be a game six the NBA came out and said the officials missed the foul on Pat Connaughton, and Jimmy Butler should have been going to the line for an and one to win the game. So that is the ultimate insult to injury. It is rare, Steve, that yep. you have a great moment that is even further enhanced 15 hours after the fact in sports, but it happened yesterday, and I'm on cloud nine. You're right, because I kind of thought Jimmy got away with that push there at the, at, at the end. Pat Connaughton's a dirty uh, cheater. Still incredibly athletic, you know, unbelievable play, no matter what, you know, however, however it went down. Like in the all-time annals of heat plays, you know, like you have the Bam block and you have the Ray Allen three, but like that play, 
that execution of that play was so because NBA players have seen everything at this point. You know, like they've seen everything, every set. Right. They know to switch and to still execute it and throw it over the top the way that throw was, the way that pass was, was uh, incredible. I think that actually the biggest, um, I don't say biggest, but one of the forgotten stories, or at least we know Jimmy, the game that Kevin Love had, 15 and 12 before fouling out, Kevin Love usually can only give you five or six minutes. He is gassed. If you watch Kevin Love, right. he is Yes, he puts it all into five or six minutes. He played a lot that game and had to play a lot that game, and he gave everything, rebounds late, threes late, um, huge difference. Like in the all-time, like we don't even forget that Kevin Love was ever on the heat. <laughs> he was such a huge part of that win. You know, the other night it deserves to be mentioned. Uh, you know what's funny, too, about the midseason NBA acquisitions? I think that uh, the Lakers were the biggest winners, and then it was Josh Hart and the Knicks, and then it was possibly Kevin Love, and the, he got him for nothing. Uh, the, the Heat got Kevin Love for nothing. And you're right. He gives you about five or six minutes, but in the postseason, they've been crucial, critical. Every single time he's been on the floor, it's absolutely amazing. Steve Politino, asked Steve's Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, uh, business extraordinaire, family man. He is joining us, as always, each week here on Ken LeVica Live. Uh, Steve, I wanted to ask you, because this has been a crazy week. Jimmy Butler scored 56 points. Uh, Jimmy Butler uh, had an additional 42. The Heat beat the Bucks. Eight versus one in five games. Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets. Lamar Jackson gets his bag. Opening uh, round of the NFL draft. This week has been absolutely insane. What's the sports story most significant to you in your mind during the course of the week that we've experienced? Oh, uh, I'm going with the guy on the Pirates that was called up after like 15 years in the minors. Oh, yeah, he's like 30 years old. Game earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah I'm, go- I'm going with that. That's a great <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I, 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 on a personal note for me, it's, it's just it's the heat box, and I'll like be hit the same topic, but the, the, uh, the, just the surprise. I, this was such a middling, Season for the Heat, it was it was clunky. They never had a flow. They never had a rotation. The acquisitions, the injuries, and then Hero and Oladipo, right? You know, going down like it's so improbable. Um, it it actually has shades of the pre Shaq, early D Wade teams, like that D Wade, Brian Grant, Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom yeah. Udonis. Cross my you know, mind. Even, the fact that they had like five point guards on that team. Right. This one, you got Lowry plays and sometimes and Vincent. Um, I was even looking at the very end of the game, and this just shows you about the NBA now. There was one play, uh, I think, I think in, in in OT where it's like, all right, Jimmy gets a rebound and they walk it up. They pass it to Bam to walk it up. Yeah, Bam, Bam was, was the running point the point. Guard. They were yeah, running that, high lows for Jimmy. Point. Yeah, it, it's it's all time improbable. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like what makes the NBA great that you don't, you don't know, you don't know what, what's going to happen. It's not one of those, well, you still always know who's going to win at the end. You don't right now. No, not at all. Not at all. Now I did want to ask you, so ESPN West Palm has been in existence since 2003. And when it comes to the heat, there obviously have been memorable series and you of course had the big three and heat. Celtics showdowns. We've even had a Heat Knicks 
playoff series in the Big Three era. That said, just from a a pure now hype standpoint for a series, and I know that you've got to take those finals into context and all that stuff, the the Heat Spurs, all that. This Heat Knicks, though, the anticipation for this, this seems different. This feels like, and I've been down here since 2007, this feels like one of the most consequential Heat playoff series that has happened since ESPN West Palm uh, opened its doors in 2003. Am I just a prisoner of the moment, or is there something to that? Oh, no, it is. You're right because of the, uh, the the, the, the shock of this whole thing. When you had Wade and LeBron, you had Shaq, you were still, like, you were expecting it. You needed to get there. It was almost like a pressure, you know, uh, to get there. This is all house money. This is all gravy. And the fact that it brings back Heat Knicks and the Knicks were no shoe-in, you know, to beat the Cavs, and that the Knicks now look look like back and the Knicks, too, look the best they have looked since the pre-Carmelo days, really. So that it brings it's, – it's all of these things. It's that we didn't expect to be here. It's the galvanization, the galvanizing of, of the Heat team, and then it's the fact that it's against the Knicks and everything that that has represented in the you know in the history of of the Heat organization. I think it's all, and then also yeah, I think you can add how many New Yorkers have moved to South Florida. I know it's your favorite thing, Ken. Uh, moved to South Florida, but even in the last couple of years, even the last couple of years, you know, me being here twenty years uh, from the from that area. Uh, I still find in the last couple of years, people are still like almost stunned that you that there are people that came down before COVID. Right, right. No, you're <laughs> so right. It's like a whole new world that is that has gotten here, and they're still Knicks fans. Yeah, you know, yeah. So oh, yeah. and the Knicks are good again. They'll let you so, know. You know, you have all of that. They'll let you know, and they're they're also together. the reason it takes me an hour to get home every night. I uh, ask Steve's here, Steve Politziner here, uh, Ken Levick alive <laughs> on ESPN 106.3. I, I mean, Knicks fans are. They were cocky in the Carmelo Amari Stoudemire days, but this is a different level. Like they are, this is cocky, cocky Knicks fan. And maybe it's because there are more of them than there were back in 2013. But my sweet God, they are. Uh, by the way, this is just this is a good stat. And Steve, I want you to use this to impress your friends. Maybe you're golfing. Maybe you want to throw it out there to them. Since 2013, the New York Knicks have one more postseason win at Madison Square Garden than Florida Atlantic. How about that? Wow. How about wow. that? Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Pretty good stuff nice. right there. That's, You're welcome. That's a nice little one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I think that's a great little uh, nugget that you have. Yeah, yeah, a little nugget to drop on the tee box. That's right. Just drop that on the tee box or when you're uh, you're in the golf cart. Uh, I want to ask you a question <laughs> from a fan. This is from Josephine in Boynton Beach. Josephine in Boynton Beach, uh, she writes... Steve, great to hear you every week on Ken Levick Alive. I have a 10-year-old who keeps asking for a cell phone. At what age is it appropriate to buy your child a cell phone? Thanks, big fan. Uh, good call. And, and actually very, you know, hit, hits home. I have a 9-year-old who's asking, you know, about, about that mm-hmm. with a birthday you know, coming up. Now, a lot of different factors here. Now, uh, let me give you what I think is... The prudent way to walk into a kid having a cell phone. Okay. You can do the so you know maybe there's an iPad, maybe they have, maybe it's a family iPad. You know, stays you know stays around the house. Those you typically will have Wi-Fi, but not have the cellular, you know, calling ability. Um, but then there is the all right. Here's a phone, and I've seen this done. We've done this. Other people have done this. Here's a phone, but. It doesn't have, it's almost like an iPad, like it has, it has Wi-Fi, 
but it's not going to have like the cellular. So you can text me. Sure. Um, you can uh, limit, you know, the apps. I mean, I'm a huge fan on app limits and communication limits. Sure. Uh, 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 truly, you can do that for all ages, um, just to ensure that the time spent is is productive and that it is uh, you know, you're not going down right. you know those rabbit holes. Right. So I'm on the uh, start there. I'm on the start there uh, path and then like work that in, you know, to the phone because the phone, like, what even the phone part for? I, I it, you, it, it just, it, you're starting to go down those roads and those, and those routes. Uh, so I, I like to start there. Now, age, all about, all about, um, kids, kids' interests, mm-hmm. um, family dynamic, um, Safety, you know, do they need it to text, right. you know, text you? I got here safely, you know, all the, you know, you, you know, those sorts of things. And you can set that up um, with some steps, you know, in place where it's not just full blown. I'm also not into the like my kids getting something first. I'm not in the, the first Correct. club. Correct. Uh, yeah, I don't need to be that. You know, I don't need to be that to be that one. And I'm usually not in the last either. Like where then it becomes like. Penalized, and there's some sort of resentment. But you don't need you know, to be the parent sort of who's like, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, oh, like I'm going to win symbol. my kids' adulation. Right. Yeah, I'm right. going to win my kids' adulation because I gave them the phone first. Yeah. I'd rather not have it. Right. I'd rather not have it. So yeah. So I think there. Then there's also the birthday, and so also the grade. And I've told you this before, Ken or, or whoever e- email. It's about um, reward. You know, earn it, earn it. What are I mean, something like that. That's something that, to me, would require some deep level of, of accomplishment or something you're trying to overcome or something like, hey, you make your bed every day for, you know, three months, and we'll, we'll, you know, let's talk about it. Maybe you get a step forward or you, get, or you take a step back. Or, you know, you start to, whatever, do these chores, or you start to do your homework on your own, or we don't have to battle about, you know, this, you know combing your hair, whatever that is. I think that these are major things that... Uh, it's a major reward that you should be utilizing for you know some major uh, advancement. Uh, another great reward, other than a phone, would be a trip to Duffy's Sports Grill, right, Steve? Yep. And by the way, um, Ken, you should uh, be allowed to have a phone, but you shouldn't be allowed to have Twitter. Your parents should take your Twitter. <laughs> That's actually uh, not a terrible uh, idea, Steve, to be honest. Steve, every time you come on, I need you to drop that one right there. I need it every I, single week. I, he's uh, like. He, he, his entire sleep schedule has now been impacted it's, it's, because of Twitter the other night, which in turn like has impact on his family, safety. I mean, he's driving. <laughs> hey, it's playoff uh, season, you know, baby. It's playoff season. Come on now. Yep. MV, all right, calling all sports fans. Speaking of the playoff season, one great place you, you uh-huh. can watch that is Duffy's. You can catch all of the action because, you know, 80 TVs minimum at each location, so you'll never miss a minute. Famous two-for-one drinks all day, every day, and, of course, voted the best sports grill year after year and voted award-winning burgers and wings. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, where our game is always on. Always displays a deep wealth of knowledge, and that is why he joins us every week. He is the smartest human being we know. He is Steve Politziner. Steve, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer here on Ken LeVick Alive. Bill tweets in, uh, Packers and Jets finishing their Rodgers deal. That's the biggest sports story of the week for me. I don't know if you saw either, Stone. Uh, before we go to break here, uh, Antonio Brown is on Instagram 
with a Ravens jersey on. And he posted the following. Hold on. Let me make sure. And this is not a joke. I'm not, like, making this up. This actually legitimately just happened. Maybe I'm missing something. You're not getting ball sack? AB84. Nope. There's a, this is on Instagram. Uh, excited to return to the NFL this year. And he's wearing a Ravens jersey. Hashtag Ravens flock. All right, so he's trolling. He's trolling, right? He has to be. 100%. He has to be trolling. That's not actually happening. The Ravens aren't that dumb. Odell Beckham did not tweet book him in regards to uh, Antonio Brown. If it took, I mean... If it, if it took this long for the Ravens to pay Lamar Jackson, they ain't bringing Antonio Brown into the fray. That dude's so weird. So yeah, but, desperate for attention. What scares me is Lamar may be asking them, can we give Antonio a look? Oh, Just give him a chance. Yeah, I didn't even take that into account. You're right. Oh, boy. Isn't Antonio Brown, like, wanted for something right now? he's on like, the run. I think he's on, he's on the lam, right? He probably beat the case. Uh, all right. He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. How, and I'm going to ask you this, Stone, how does Will Levis go from months of projected first round, not even projected first round, but projected like top 15, top 10 pick, top four quarterback taken in the draft to not drafted in the first round. His odds this week, his Vegas odds to be the number one overall pick skyrocketed to a point where they started like shutting down the ability to bet on that. He's there in his suit with his girl, with his sister, with his mom. Oh, hot. They got some attention last night. And it doesn't even get it taken in the first round. How does that happen? What happened there? How is Will Levis still looking for a professional team going into day two of the draft? So do you remember the whole GameStop extravaganza with the stock market and all of that? You remember the Reddit threads, the Discord mm-hmm. threads? Mm-hmm. It was very similar. Okay. Very, very similar. Outside influences altering. Absolutely. Because okay. the sports books work off of how much money comes in. That's how they dictate the lines. Yes, sometimes they're projected from an algorithm, like that standard line you get. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to draft, it's hard to just pump out standard lines because obviously the NFL GMs and all the members in the organization know more than the sports books. So, once this Discord thread went viral where somebody leaked that Will Levis was going to get drafted, number one, there were obviously enough members of that Discord thread that went and threw money on that happening, which at the time, I don't know what the odds were, I believe they were 25000 or 45000 or something astronomical, but enough money came in on Will Levis to where the odds got down to plus 1000 before last night started. And I want to give you this stat, because this one's really going to blow your mind, and it speaks to how stupid we are as a society right now. Uh-huh. 29% of the bets on the first overall pick were on Will Levis. 29% of the bets on the first overall pick, the number one overall pick in last night, was on Will Levis. And uh, tell me, where did he get drafted? <laughs> he has not gotten drafted yet. Wow. I feel ba- I do feel bad for him. I got nothing against Will Levis. I just don't understand, though, how a Kentucky quarterback who didn't put up amazing numbers no. last year, Lane Kiffin even took shots at him and... His his uh, scout profiles last season, uh, after Ole Miss beat Kentucky, saying, oh, that's a first-round quarterback. We just beat a first-round quarterback. Like, there's always been doubt, and then it's just been reinforced, and yet here he is, and he's a day-two quarterback. I just, 
I don't know how this stuff happens. I don't know how his stock got risen. It rose so high. And is there a is there a glitch in the in the draft analysis matrix? It is, has has Will Levis has he uh, magnified and or revealed a glitch in how we analyze prospects? I I don't know because I, this I, is as bad a prognostication a forecast of a player as I've ever seen. But ever. I, think it, I think it speaks to the manpower we have as as fans and enjoyers of the sport because we're the ones guys my age are the ones who made this happen who are pushing yeah these narratives i'm sure the nfl gms were watching looking reading and laughing it's because wild. it was not serious to them it was serious to the general public who fell for and took the bait oh, i don't feel bad for him the kid's gonna get drafted in 10 years will levis is going to look back and say i was drafted into the nfl one of 32 teams picked me up in the second round boo freaking who who do we feel That's bad true. for? We're not, if he has a good career, oh, we're not going to remember any of that stuff. Aaron Rodgers, he dropped. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he dropped. So it's not like this is unprecedented. Right. Brady Quinn, he dropped. But, I mean, Brady Quinn's, I mean, he didn't have a good career, but he's come out the other side. Yeah, what about, that, what about that one old guy who played for the uh, New England Patriots? What's his name? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah. He uh, That I mean, guy. Now, he wasn't a projected first-round pick. <sighs> He had a better hear, college career than Will Levis did. Did you hear Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick? Oh, man, what a story. What, Never what, knew. What a, what a story. Uh, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Been doing it since the year 2000. It was started by the late, great, the man, Dr. Jim Reardon. We miss him, but he has left his legacy at Florida Atlantic. If you want to job in the sports industry, if you want to get into the sports realm, well, this is the way to do it. Sign up for summer semester courses now online or you can sign up for fall semester courses online or on campus in beautiful Boca Raton. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, internationally recognized, one of the finest on the planet. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. When we come back, Knicks fans, I took a one-day sabbatical. Now it's on. It's about that time. It's about that time. I got some news and some messages for you, Knicks fans. I would listen closely. I would call your wife. I would call your family. I would call your parents and say, hey, you might want to gather around the radio because Ken Levicka has something to say to us. And trust me when I tell you, folks, it's time. I'm a one-man heat-wrecking crew, and I can't wait to start this. But before that, the, um, the management here at ESPN West Palm gave us a really, um, I guess, a gift. Would you say it's a gift stone? Ah, it's, it's definitely not a gift. It's really weird. We'll, we'll, when we come back, we will reveal what ESPN West Palm management gifted us earlier today. What is it? We'll tell you when we come back. He's Stone the Bandwitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.